0: This is the Moira Pentecostal Church podcast, providing you with sound biblical teaching. We hope you will be encouraged, challenged, and blessed by this ministry. In fact, we had one of our young people, just 18 years of age, uh, uh, spend uh, three months uh, working with Claire in the Philippines, and she just had a wonderful time, and is uh, uh, now back with us again in, in uh, Bible school, and just doing a great job, her and her family just loved the Lord. It was a miracle, actually. If you know this family, uh, they really protect uh, Alexis, because she was the youngest of the family. And uh, when we prayed about it and when I'd mentioned it to her and the parents allowed it, it was the greatest miracle of all. And she just had a lovely time, and uh, it was just such a wonderful, wonderful individual. Uh, my sister's here as well, along with her husband, Trevor. Good to have him. And Christine's sister, uh, Linda, and her husband, John, from Lincoln. And they're here with us tonight as well, so appreciate them taking the, taking the time here. And of course, uh, without my dad, I wouldn't be here. Right. And uh, so we're just so thankful and grateful for him. Uh, 39 years ago, uh, Christine and I uh, responded to the call of God Uh, to go to canada we certainly did not know what lay ahead of us other than the fact that we were obedient to the call Uh, we weren't sure exactly what the lord was going to do but many of you know it's when you put the car in motion that things happen when you take those initial steps of faith that that god honors them and uh, truly god has uh, done that for us and we have just seen so many Tremendous things accomplished for God. Even the very building that I shared about the last time I was here, every time Christine and I drive by it, we simply shake our heads and wonder, where did that come from? How did it happen? Now, it took us seven and a half years to build it, and uh, the great blessing was we had our original building on the property as well, so people could see the progress every time they went onto the property, and that was so encouraging to them. But it's so nice to be out the other side, and we've been in that new building now for uh, two years, and God is just blessing it. Uh, Since the last time that uh, we were here with you, uh, we have seen 80 people baptized in water, Just a few weeks ago, we had 45 people baptized with the Holy Spirit. Uh, We have dedicated over 75 babies. That's a great way for the church to grow. I want to encourage you. Um, uh, So the Lord is just moving. There's hardly a week goes by when there is not somebody comes to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we give God all the praise and the glory for that because God has done it. We were simply but vessels in his hands. And we had a love for God. We had a love for the work of the Lord. And we had to work hard. It wasn't easy. Anything you do for God does not come easy. If anybody tells you it does, well, they're not really telling you the truth. There is sacrifice, constant sacrifice, but the blessings always outweigh the sacrifices that you have to make in your service for the Lord. God always honors what you do. He's just an amazing God. You know, when I just phoned into the office just the other day, we're in the midst of our, our mortgage reduction. Uh, just to give you an idea to, for the cost of our building, I uh, was uh, probably today, it was in around about point two, some other things we did, $6.5 million was the cost of the building. Seats 1,200 people. Our goal is to fill it three times over on a Sunday, Uh, 1,200 Sunday mornings, you know, uh, our two service Sunday morning and one on Sunday evening is what we're heading towards. In fact, when you're singing one of your songs there about raising your hands, that was our theme uh, for this year, raising your hands towards the heavens in 2017. Uh, So we get our people just raising their hands and believing leaving God for uh, 3,200 individuals to come into the church. But God is just so blessed. And, and so in, And we do two mortgage reductions a year. We borrowed only $2.5 million. By the end of this year we will have paid off $1 million of that $2.5 million. That is God. That is God. And I called into the, 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 building, uh, to the church uh, the other day to see how things were going. And Carol says, uh, John, he's done it again. I said, who's done it again? And uh, with this young man in our church, and, and to see him, he's probably just in his mid-20s. But every now and again, he drops $14,000 into the offering. How many of you think that's a miracle of the Lord? (laughs) Now we say, thank you, Lord, for doing that because we're in the midst of our, our mortgage reduction. And as I say, we'll bring it down to 1.5 by the end of this year. And within three years, our goal is to have that whole thing cleared off. And uh, and that's, you know, uh, above and beyond everything else that we do. We're heavily involved in, in missions. I know Jim Weller comes through here, uh, minister to uh, Russia and Eastern Europe. Wonderful man. We've got him uh, coming in a few weeks and we'll be able to be a blessing to him. Uh, our church is just outside. Uh, of Toronto. Any of you have ever uh, visited in Toronto? We're about 20-25 minutes uh, away from the uh, airport. We live in one of the fastest growing cities in North America. There are 650,000 people uh, that live in Brampton. There are 120 nationalities. Uh, that are in Toronto. We've got 27 different nationalities within our church. Uh, 90% of our church is colored. Uh, Christine and I bring the flavor to our church. We're the cream and the coffee. We originally started out as a complete Caucasian church, now we're 90% colored, and it's wonderful. God just blesses in every way, people from the Caribbean, Africa, Asia. It's just amazing uh, what the Lord has done, and we just feel so really blessed and honored to serve him and just to watch what God has done over the years when we first started. We started with five people, and on an average Sunday, we run in around about 500 people to our services. We have about 2,000 people that attend our church, but like you, so many people today work in the service industry, and uh, they're not out every week, uh, but we have a very healthy congregation, and we are just blessed. We appreciate your pastors here. We, we go back It's got to be close to 45 years, and it's wonderful. Pastor Willie, Dick, and Evelyn, so lovely to see them uh, here uh, tonight as well. Uh, They have visited, obviously, in Canada. He was—Pastor Willie and Evelyn were there with our first building, you know, and and also Pastor uh, David and Sally. Well, I want to get to the Word of God tonight, but I just want to give you a little backdrop of what the Lord has done for us. And the reason I share those things is because— if God can do it in Christine and my life, God can also do it in and through your life and is doing it. And what he's doing here in Moira is absolutely wonderful. But I believe that God wants to take each and every one of us even further. My heart is that of encouragement. Each of us are called to be ministers of the gospel wherever we find ourselves. And we need to be diligent in doing that. And what I want to share and talk on about today is very close to my heart. I want to talk about this book. I want to talk about the importance of the Word of God. We don't worship this Bible, but we worship the author of this Bible. We worship the promises that God has given to each and every one of us. We are grateful and we are thankful for His Word. We're living in a time and in an age when people don't have time to be in God's Word anymore. They do everything else. You see them, you know, on Facebook. They're texting. They're reading novels. They're watching television, uh, you know, listening even still to radio and other things. But the one thing that is declining rapidly in the hearts of many people today is a lack of being in the Word of God, spending time in the presence of the Lord. And if we really want to know the heart and the mind of God, it starts with the Word of God. When we look at the children of Israel, especially in the Old Testament, we don't want the same conditions that happen to them to happen to us. And yet we're seeing it. No longer is religious education in our schools, Prayer has been removed. There's no Ten Commandments. There's no moral values any longer. There's no guidelines. Why? Because they don't know the Word of God. They don't know the promises that are in this Word. Even Christians today seldom read the Word of God. And I'll give you some statistics in a moment. And I want to encourage each and every one of us to be good students of God's Word to dig into the Word of God, read it consistently, get it from head knowledge to heart knowledge, deep down into your spirit, because that's what will carry you and see you through. You see, the children of Israel were more concerned with their physical and material well-being more than their spiritual. Isn't that the condition around us today? People are tied up with working, Uh, Families and husband and wives seldom see each other any longer. Uh, They're trying to keep a roof over their head, trying to put food on the table. They have less and less time. Their children are being raised by other caregivers. And uh, we see this constantly over and over, and all our focus is on earthly and material things instead of realizing what the Bible teaches us. And I want to take you to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 3. It's an amazing little verse of Scripture, but we need to understand it because when you understand God and his promises and his word, then you come to that place where you can trust him. You know his heart. You know what he has in store for you. And therefore, you can operate in faith knowing he is faithful that he will bring you through. And it says, man, and let's enter in there, woman. Man, woman, does not live by bread alone. But that's all that our world is taken up with today. The I, themselves. What can I gain? What can I put away? You know, what have I got for retirement? Now, some of those things are okay in the rightful place, but not when we are ignoring God and taking him out of the equation. Not when we're placing ourselves in a position where we have no time to read the Word of God. We need to be diligent in seeing what God has in store for us and also to realize the warnings that he gives us so that it leads us and keeps us on that straight and narrow path. We need those guidelines. See, what's happening today, man, is going back to that place where the Bible says every man did that which he thought was right in his own eyes. And you you and I realize that when things are left up to God or up to man, he always gets it wrong, doesn't he? Man makes the mistakes, gets things upside down because God's ways are not our ways, you know. So we have to understand what's God's purpose. How do I know what God's purpose is for my life? What's his direction? How can I follow him? How can I serve him? What's the path that he wants to lead me down? Not my way, but God's way, you know, because we get it muddled up and, and we get things turned around. But man, it says here... But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord, doth man live. So we just don't live for ourselves, trying to put, as it were, bread all the time in that table, but to become closer to the one that can meet and supply every need that we will ever have. Because God is the source of our supply. When you know him, you know his heart. When you know his heart, you can walk in faith, and you just know somehow, some way, God is going to bring you through. That's why, even, you know, the Spirit of the Lord speaking to, to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. He's able to bring us through, he's able to carry us through or give us the miracle that we need so we have to come back to that place again of being diligent what is god saying to me what is god's word speaking into my life but you won't know that if you're not in the word if you're not reading it if you're not studying it even david when we think of david he said morning noon and night the opportunities that he had and of course look at the great psalms that he has given us as he would even rejoice through song as we have done here tonight getting closer to god building that relationship with him too many of us are distant or we have lost that discipline of spending time with him and in his word you're probably similar here as we are in canada there are some people that we only see in church when it is a baptism you know when it is a dedication when it is a marriage when it is a death when it's easter or when it's christmas But you see, we need to constantly come together hearing the Word of God, reading the Word of God. You see, the Bible teaches us that through the foolishness of preaching the Word of God, people come to the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we need to be diligent in doing that. There's an anointing that comes when the Word of God is proclaimed from our pulpits. And we need to understand that. We can receive a lot when we're reading it ourselves but there's that additional and anointing that comes when that word is being proclaimed somebody has said this the bible is a literature in itself a library of knowledge and wisdom for mankind it brings enlightenment it is filled with riches in thought and of god's thoughts towards his creation what is god's thoughts towards us what's our thoughts towards him Many people forget God is thinking about you every single day. You know, the Bible says that we are the apple of his eye. He's looking at you. He's looking at me. He cares for each and every one of us. He loves us in a tremendous way, and he wants us to build that relationship with him. May we not become lazy in our reading, (laughs) And in our prayers, in our attendance to the house of the Lord, in our service for him, everything that we need to do, let's do it with all of our heart. There's a scripture that we all know found in Psalm 119 and verse 105. Every one of us know this. I mean, Psalm 119 is an incredible psalm. But a lot of people skip that psalm because it's too long but you need to read through it. There's so many wonderful nuggets within that psalm within itself. But verse 105 says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, there's things that God reveals to us in the here and now, this moment of time, those words of comforts, those words of exhortation, wrapping his arms around us, Letting us know that he's for us, that he's with us, revealing promises in our life that helps us and, and builds our faith for the, for the very moment. A lamp unto my feet where I am right now. He, he's able to bless and encourage. But then he's a light onto our path, that road that will take us somewhere, that future. God's able to speak into your life pertaining to your future even though you may not understand everything about it. I remember the first time when someone spoke into my life, Evangelist Bryn Jones was, was his name. And uh, I was sitting in a church service just like this, feelings of inadequacy, wondering, God, how could you ever use me? And Brim was preaching that night and all of a sudden he stops the service and he says, young man, he says, come out here, I want to pray over you. You've been sitting there with all these kinds of feelings that God is not able to use you. But one day, God is going to do something amazing in and through your life and that you're going to travel and that you're going to serve him. That's how direct that that word was into my spirit see God knew the future revealing it through him and yet an encouragement in our life in the here and now God ministers to it and yet he lights up our path where will God take you what will God do for you in the days the months maybe the years that that lie ahead God is able to do wonderful things In Psalm 119 119 as well, only this time verse 11. Listen to what it says here. Thy word have I hid where? In my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Friends, we're living in a time and an age where the word of God gets twisted and turned around, where people somehow feel... They can get saved and do anything, and it's okay. Friends, I want to tell you it's not okay. If you're reading the Word of God and the things that God has in there, not only the blessings but the things to avoid, it will keep you. It says that I will not sin against you. It's so vital in our lives that we've got that Word of God because God's Word literally washes us clean, just like you would take a bath or a shower, you know, to take the sweat of the day away after a hard day's work. So when you're reading that Word of God, it just purifies your life. It just strengthens you. It helps you. It encourages you. You just feel God's love being wrapped around you. I mean, you can read this Bible a, a hundred times and all of a sudden you will open its page and something will be illuminated into your spirit that you just need at that moment, and we miss that opportunity when we're not in God's Word. It's important. If you've got a Bible, dust it off and read it. Get into it every single day more than anything else. It goes on to say, Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes we need to understand the word of god with my lips have i declared all of thy judgments of thy mouth i have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much in all riches you see people are after riches but the greatest riches of all is the testimony that you have you see when we read the word of god we're reading the testimonials of so many other people that have gone on before us that can be an encouragement in our life. But you know you've got a great testimony. You've got a wonderful story to tell, and it needs to be told as well. And when you read that word of God, and when you hear those things, then you start to realize others too will be encouraged by what you have to say, and it encourages them also to be in the word of the Lord. I will meditate. Now that means you've got to take time to do it. A few years ago, they brought out a a, a Bible that was a quick-read Bible. The problem was three-quarters of it was ripped out. A lot of people want to speed-read the Bible. Why would you want to do that? You, You miss everything that's in there. It's not a novel you want to get through. You want to read it. And take the time, as, as it says after many pages, you know, within the Psalm Selah, chew the cud, get into it, read it, study it, let it be a blessing in your life. Because when you need that word when you're going through a trial, God's spirit will bring it up out of you, and it'll carry you through those situations. Because believe me, there will be challenges in your life. But I, when you've got the word of God in you, it rises to the occasion every single time i will delight myself in thy statues i will not forget thy word let me pose this question to you and only you can answer it in your own heart and spirit do you delight in the word of god do you wake up in the morning and and come to that place i i I can't wait to read god's word or or sometime through the afternoon or the evening when it when it's able for you to do it when you're not working and that's where we need to come back to that place where the word of God becomes alive and grabs a hold of us and, and we can become compassionate, are passionate again about what God's called us to do and, and we reach out and we, and we touch the lives of those around us. Because you see, a lot of times people sit back and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? Well, if you're reading this word, it'll tell you what to do because it's very plain and it's very clear And when you start to act upon the word of God, you'll be amazed at what takes place. I will delight myself. I will not forget thy word. Oh, church, do not forget the word of God. Amen? Amen. Do not forget the word of God. If you're too busy, I want to tell you, you're too busy. You see, we have to realize we need to think about eternity. Whether you realize it or not, whether you're a Christian or a non Christian here, you're, you're going to live for eternity. The choice is where you're going to spend eternity. That's the difference, because you're going to live forever. But where? Heaven or hell? The Bible talks about those things. You know, there's a lot of churches that won't speak about hell, they're afraid of emptying their churches. You've gone quiet on me. Hopefully, that's not true here. Hell's a real place. And people end up there if they haven't surrendered their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us, gives us all of the warnings. Let us not be like the early children of Israel who had forgot, concerned, and taken up with everything else but the main thing, their spiritual condition. We need to look after that, and we need to take care of it. Sir Walter Scott, the Scottish novelist and poet, Uh, declared this he says within this awful volume now the term awful there if you look at the translation of it simply means inspiring awe, majestic uh, solemn impressive so within this inspiring majestic impressive solemn volume talking of the Bible lies the mystery of mysteries happy is he of the human race to whom God has given grace, to read, to fear, to hope, to pray, to lift the hatch and learn the way. And better had he never been born who reads to doubt or reads to scorn. You see, this book is like no other book. Other books give you a certain amount of information and knowledge. The difference with this book not only does it give life, it sustains life. It helps you every single day. This is the best GPS that you could ever have, or you call it nav system here. This is the best direction for each and every one of us. Somebody said this and it's a beautiful little statement. I can actually testify it because pages of this one are all coming out in different spots. But it says, a Bible that's falling apart often belongs to one who isn't. I want to read that again. A Bible that's falling apart often belongs to one who isn't. So if you're in the Word of God, when problems come, you know what to do. When you're trusting the Lord, you know which promise to stand on. You know which foot to put forward. And you just know that you know that you know. That somehow, some way, God is going to work it all out. I thank God for His word. There's a gentleman in our church. He's a, an Italian pastor, wonderful, wonderful man. And he reads his Bible through seven times a year completely all the way through seven times a year we encourage our people to read it through one time a year we have a daily reading bible program as i'm sure maybe you have and you know meticulously we stick to this that way we're always in the same chapters and so forth as we go through the bible it's it's a great discipline uh within our lives And I would encourage you to to do the same. And the wonderful thing today, there are so many great Bible apps and so forth that you can have. You can listen to it in your car, your cell phone, your computer, wherever you are. So there's more access to the Word of God today than we've ever had. The The sad thing is we don't take advantage of it. And we wonder why we're lacking in our lives and within our families You know, when we dedicate children, it talks about how that we're to teach them the word of God when we get up in the morning, when we walk by the way, when we go to bed at night. Uh, Those are things where there's very little family devotions any longer. I think we're all aware of that, but it needs to be brought back uh, where we are teaching and sharing the word of God because it sticks with you, and it sticks with you forever. Amen? In Romans 10, verse 17, another scripture that you know well that clearly backs all of this up. Faith cometh by what? Hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. How can you build your faith if you're not operating in the Word of God? If you're not reading the great miraculous stories that took place in the life of Christ and through the life of the apostles, these are peoples that are great examples to you and I, that we need to be following in their shadow and in their footsteps. Allow your faith to be built and strengthened. You may say, but pastor, you don't know the problems and so forth that I'm facing. God will help you to rise above those. You know, problems get us through. They cause us to draw closer to the Lord, to get into the Word of God, to find the answers and to try to answer some of the whys. Now, you may not be able to answer them all, but it's amazing just how God works through life's experiences. But the point is, allow your faith to grow, and it will only grow as you find yourself in his word. As part of the Beatitudes in Matthew 5, blessed and another translation of that, of course, is the, is the word happy. Happy are they which do hunger, thirst, after righteousness one of the great joys of my heart is just loving being in church on Sunday I'm glad I don't have to preach every Sunday. It's wonderful. I have enough ministers around us that do a lot of that. But just the desire of getting to to hear the Word of God, to hear it being proclaimed, to hear that message go forth, just build your spirit to hear the testimonies of others of, of what God has done in their heart and life and the transformations that God has brought around. We need to hunger, we need to thirst. We want to be on that right road we want to live a life of of righteousness before him now we can't work for our salvation but the fact is it's a free gift but we need to live right we need to do it right so many people today are doing it wrong the heartache the pain the separations the divorce the broken families, the confusion that is out there in our world today, the fear, all of those things are rampant. But you know something? In the midst of all of that, there's a peace that passes all understanding. I don't know what you're dealing with or what possibly you are facing, but I just know that God, through His Spirit and by His Word, will bring you through because He is faithful. He really is. I love the surprises of God when you're walking in Him and you're doing the best to do everything possible the right way. Uh, God honors that. He really does. In 2 Timothy 2 15, again, I've drawn scriptures here that you're familiar with. Uh, Paul, the aged Paul, talking to the young Timothy. I mean, Paul could have turned around to Timothy and said, Get out while you can. You know, when you consider everything that Paul had gone through, the sufferings, the beatings, the loneliness, uh, the, you know, sacrifices that he had to make. But you know something I've always discovered? No matter what sacrifice you make, God always gives you something greater back in turn. But he said to, to Timothy, study. He said, study to show thyself approved. You know what's interesting here? It wasn't approved unto man. It was approved unto God. Study to show yourself approved unto God because what the word does, it draws you closer to him and then you're better able to minister to your fellow man. But approved unto God, a workman. Notice that term there, study, means you have to do something. It's going to take time. A workman, a lot of times when you use that term work, people get nervous. They don't want to work. But a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. And it says here, rightly dividing the word of truth. The fact that it says rightly tells me that you can wrongly divide it. And I think we're all mature enough to know here today, why do you think we've got so many divisions and denominations and religions of our world today? They all interpret things differently. But we need to be led and guided and directed by the spirit of the living God. And how can you rightly divide if you haven't studied if you haven't read if you haven't been in the word it's important a nationwide religious survey of 4,510 adults conducted by Angus Reid group showed and I'm giving you a canadian statistic of our country 78% of canadians consider themselves christian yet only 20% read their bibles even once a week i want to tell you that statistic since i first used it has dramatically changed even within our nation yet only 20 percent read their bibles even once a week i mean that is a a scary thought when you want to be led by god directed by god used of god you need to know him The International Bible Readers Association reports that 85% of professing Christians have never read their Bible through entirely in one year. An amazing statistic. Uh, Over 300 pastors responded to a survey, what do you feel is the major reason that Christians don't read their Bible? 48% responded, laziness or the lack of discipline. 44%, lack of time. 6% don't understand what they are reading. And 2% because of poor eyesight or reading skills. I think if we really want to change our towns, our cities, our villages, our nation, we need to know what God is requiring of us. We need to come back to that place of gain, of being excited About the Word of God the power of God the power of the Holy Spirit realizing the greatness and the bigness of our God without him nothing is possible but with him all things are possible set aside time get up a little earlier whatever it may take get to know him better I love the words of Jeremiah found in Jeremiah 15 verse 16 the great weeping prophet, he said this, thy words were found and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart for I am called by thy name, O Lord of hosts. He says, I found thy words you know, when we consider, as, as you're aware, you know, between the Old Testament and New Testament, uh, 400 years when there wasn't a word, even though the Old Testament was still there, there was access to that, but there was no prof- prophetic word that was coming forth. Wow. I mean, what a position to be in. And then, thank God, Christ comes forth and everything changes with the new covenant that we have. But this word is so precious. It brings joy, rejoicing of our heart. Why would we not want to read it? Why would we not want to open its pages? Why would we not want to see what our future holds? It's often being said that the Bible is as up-to-date as tomorrow morning's tweet by Donald Trump. The joy of rejoicing. But think about that. Put yourself in this position for a moment because it applies to you and to me. We're called by his name. He has called you. Do you realize the importance of that? He called you to be part of this work in ministry. He's called you, drew you to himself where the gospel was proclaimed and you accepted the Lord. Romans twelve two and I won't be too much longer, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. How how can you renew your mind if you're not in God's word? If all you're watching is is Hollywood and television, notice how it's coming back to bite Hollywood right now. I mean, everything that they have proclaimed for years, uh, free sex and everything that goes along with that, Now everybody's coming out of the woodwork of stuff that happened. It's like our governments create, you know, uh, laws and then other laws that overrides those laws that allow people to sin. Uh, You probably heard when it hits July of next year, our nation is legalizing pot, cannabis. You know we have enough drug addicts on the streets right now we have enough people that are driving impaired without them you know using this kind of uh, drug that will just destroy the lives of our young people and and other individuals and yet they're going to legalize it you know it just some things just don't make sense but that's the kind of world that we're we're living in right now this this world is trying to conform us to their kind of thinking to their way to their lifestyles and a lot of times, Christians, well, it's okay. And, and then, of course, there's euthanasia. You know, there's the, the homosexual problem. And I'm sure you've got that here like we have it over there. And, and our governments try to close our mouths so that we don't speak up and talk out and so forth. But it's destroying lives. We see it. We're, we're dealing with the, the, that product. And we're, we're, we're just seeing the devastation that it's bringing into the lives of, of, of families, you know. People don't even know who they are any longer they don't know what equipment they've got it's gone crazy it's gone nuts we need the Word of God you know the governments can try to silence us but the fact is the word is still the word is still the word Paul had to stand up even at the time when the government and so forth was coming coming against them but the fact is the truth is the truth is the truth. Because in our offices we're dealing with these situations the brokenness the hurt the devastation the pain the suicide I mean just even within our nation the amount of people that are literally dying on our streets because of drug overdoses is incredible fentanyl is just raven and they're just dying you know lying on the streets why because nobody encouraged them to read the Word of God We've taken it out of school. Sad part is, this has been taken out of a lot of our churches as well. Some churches you go to, you won't get the Word of God. You may get a motivational speech, but you won't get the pure Word of God. You need the Word of God something that will guide you, direct you, help you, speak to you, put you in the right direction, keep you from harm, keep you from wrong. Don't do this. One of the things that we encourage, especially the men in our church and our our young men within our youth group is read a proverb every single day, 31 Proverbs. Read one every single day. I'm telling you, if you read a proverb every single day, you'll live right. You won't fall. You'll stay on that narrow path because it keeps giving you the warnings. What happens if you take the wrong path, if you go down the wrong road? No, friends. Don't be conformed to this word. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and, and perfect will of God. God has got a purpose and God has got a will for each and every one of our lives. John fifteen seven. if you abide in me, if, notice that, if you abide in me, my, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Does that mean we ask willy-nilly? No. When you're a studier of the word of God, God speaks to you. God directs you. You know what his promise is. You know what he wants you to have. You're not going to ask amiss. It'll be in line with his will. And when it's in line with his will, it works. Now, you've got to be careful, because you can have anything you want. You can make certain things happen. God just steps back, leaves you to yourself, and always we fall in our face. No friends, abide in Him, abide in the Word, and trust Him. Deuteronomy fifteen five, hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Listen to Him more than you listen to anything else. Listen to Him. Listen. I mean, even studies show that the average person' time is broken up: following, listening, sixty five percent; speaking, twenty; reading, nine; writing, six. Listen to the word, but also get back to that place of reading the word of God. Somebody said this: the Bible contains the vitamins for a healthy soul. I believe that. I believe that. Stories told of a an aged grandfather, and he explained the reason why that he read the Bible several hours a day. Seven hours a day, he would read the Bible. And he said, you might say, I'm cramming for my final examination. Hallelujah. Somebody also broke it down, B I B L E, Basic Instruction Before Leaving Earth. <laughs> it's true, you know. There was a lot of effort putting into place the fact that we could have a Bible. A lot of lives were were lost. Sacrifices that were made. You're probably aware of this more than most, but during the reign of Queen Elizabeth I, from 1550 to 1603, the importance and the value of the Word of God was reestablished within this time period. And as the Word of God enlightened the land, the light and glory of God's kingdom began to shine into the hearts and into the lives of the people. In 1604. The printing of the authorized version of the Holy Bible was commissioned by His Majesty King James I. And then, of course, this here was released in 1611. Thank God for the Word of God. Thank God for the importance of this Word. It is life to each and every one of us. It's health to our very bones. There are so many scriptures that I could take you to. But I just want to say... If you've been slipping up, if you just haven't been finding the time, make time. If you've not been attending God's house like you should, make that a priority in your life. I know with a lot of uh, people's uh, work today, sometimes it's not easy to be like... Every Sunday, but if you can't be out in the morning, be out at night. If you can't be out, you know, at night, be out in the morning, be at the prayer meeting, the Bible study, whatever it takes, get back to that place again where you are hearing God speak into your heart and into your spirit, and that you will have ears to hear what God's Spirit is saying to you, and then be obedient to that. Get involved within the ministry here. You know, and if God hasn't fully shown you clearly what it is he's got for you to do, do something until he does. Get involved, do something. And then God will start to give you that other direction and just share that testimony that you have. God has shared his testimony with us. Now let us share that testimony that we have received and that we have enjoyed with those around us. Would you bow your heads in prayer? I trust that this has been an encouragement. See, I want to leave something that's lasting with you. Sometimes as clergy, we can't always be there at every situation, but God's Word is. God's Spirit is. He's there all the time. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for your Word, the sacrifices that have been made, Lord God, for the printing press. Lord God, for the fact that we have got a book that we can open that guides and directs our very lives. Father God, may we be keen to read that word. But Lord, I just pray that if there are those here tonight that Lord may not know you as Lord and Savior that have not asked you into their heart or for some reason have, have just gotten away from you, Lord, and, Lord, just not as diligent and as they used to be. Friends, I want you to pray a very simple prayer with me. It's not about joining a church. It's, it's, it's a becoming part of the family of God. Just pray this simple prayer. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my heart, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. I believe, Jesus, that you're the Son of God, that you died for me, and with your help, I will serve you the rest of my days. I'm sorry, Lord. I want to follow in your footsteps. And, Lord, for each and every other person here, Lord, make them good students, Lord, of your word. Allow your power and your anointing and your Holy Spirit to be upon them. Lead them and guide them every single day. May they realize that your hand is upon them, that you have a work for them to do, that, God, that you love them. Touch them physically in their body, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Those that are hurting or broken, Men, that brokenness, O oh Lord, I pray. Those that need a job or a breakthrough, Lord God, just be with them and help them every step of the way. So Holy Spirit, just undertake in all of our lives. Father, continue to bless this church bountifully, Lord, in every manner. And Lord God, the fact that it's here, Lord, those that are driving by, those that are walking by, they'll realize that's where the Christians meet. So that, Lord, when there comes a time of challenging their lives, they'll know where to come. And, Father, when they come in here, they'll sense your lovely presence as we have sensed it here tonight. So, Father God, we just rejoice in you and we honor you in every way in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. 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 Thank you for listening to this podcast. We produce a variety of sermon videos and inspiring Christian content. Available for free on our YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube and search Moira Pentecostal or visit our website for more information www.mpc.org.uk